With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On the channel, we have podcasts on wrestling, football, music, mental health, anything you can think of, we do podcasts on it. At least three new shows per day, per week, but not per day, per week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find the video versions at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation, or the audio at iTunes, uh, not iTunes anymore, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all that good stuff. Today, we are talking wrestling, the graps, and uh, I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, writer and interviewer of post-wrestling, Mr. Andrew Thompson. Welcome, buddy. How are we going? It's always good to be back on the the Ace Cast. Just hit 600 subscribers as of this conversation. Congratulations, sir! Thank you very much, my friend. Yep, just before this show, I did uh, we did our first live show, uh, talking some football or some soccer for the uh, for the old American American <laughs> listeners and viewers. But uh, yeah, it was good fun. It was a lot of fun actually. I really enjoyed it. I was wasn't sure how it was going to go because. Uh, and you're so used to recording shows, like I've done over 130 odd now of just recording. So it was a, it was a new experience, and I'm all about all about the new experience, my friend. So uh, we're going to talk some uh, wrestling, some pro uh, pro wrestling, some uh, World Clyde from Saturday night, and also the Royal Rumble from last night. But um, I know uh, before we do that, you wanted to uh, say a few words. Uh, about the man who, at the start of the show, we ran a graphic for uh, Mr. Kobe Bryant. Uh, take it away, my friend. 
Yeah, man. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody knows by now the news is all over the place, but Kobe Bryant passed away at the age of 41 uh, on January 26th, and his daughter Gianna passed away along with him. They were in a uh, helicopter accident along with um, seven other people, I believe. I think it's nine total, but set seven total people, and uh, none of the people survived the crash. Um, just first and foremost, I do want to say, you know, send my condolences to the, the fellow people who weren't as uh, publicized, you know, for their passing, because that was a, basically an entire family that, you know, passed away. So, and, and, and they left along uh, two, two other family members. So I, I know that sucks completely. Uh, but, you know, mo most of the attention was centered around, you know, the loss of Kobe and his, his daughter. And, you know, it, I, I think it's a, the, the, the thing is, I, I know it's a lot of people that would, like, they, they were saying, like, uh, to tend, what, what happens is when, when, when celebrities pass away, there's people who come out and say, you know, well, how can you be sad about a, you know, a person that you don't, you don't know? You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's yeah. like a normal thing. But the, the thing is, he, he, Kobe transcended cultures and his sport. He was bigger than his sport. And that's not a, a slight on anybody yeah, else in the sport. It's just he was, he was that big of a, a superstar. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and like, even when I was a kid, and I'm pretty sure, like, many other kids around the world, like, when we were in school, I used to, like, get, like, a little paper ball and run up to the trash can and shoot it and yell out Kobe. Like, a lot of people did that. A lot of people did that. I did that all the time. Probably why I got in trouble so damn much in school. <laughs> I'm trying to be Kobe. But, like, dude was really a, a, a transcending athlete and – from you know, just from what I've seen, he's a he was a great father. You know what I'm saying? So I and I, yeah. I, I and it, it it just sucks knowing that you know what I'm saying. It, it, trying to imagine what his last moments were like, knowing that his daughter was right there, and that that that's just terrible, man. So you know, uh, just just to leave it on that note, you know, it, it, it's okay to grieve over over a person that you've never met personally. You know what I'm saying? So and you know, but bless everybody. The, the the families that gotta transition from that and I don't know even know how you if there if there is any if there's even a way to move forward after something like that considering that you just lost and like I was just thinking about it like Kobe's Kobe's wife Vanessa I'm trying to like bro she was with him since they were seventeen and you know you know what I'm saying like yeah, you 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 literally grow up with somebody you bring life into this world with somebody and then you, you you see him one day and you know routine normal you know goodbye see you later type thing and you know just like that you know like that, that that's how quick life can be taken so you know just take care of your loved ones man tell your folks you love them ain't nothing worth in this world that's you know what i'm saying you you be hateful towards somebody or anything like that any just tell your folks you love them man so yeah, that's all I got to say on it. Couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. It's, um, you know, life is uh, unpredictable and cruel. And uh, the thing is, it's like, as human beings, we've all got faults. We've all got things going on. And I think sometimes, you know, we're all guilty of taking for granted what we have, the people we have in our life, because... You know, you just go about your business, you go about your day, you do this, you do that. You get involved in maybe silly arguments or dwell on stuff that 
really in the grand scheme of things does not matter and uh, you know we should just all focus today on what you have and and the people you have in your life and tell them how important they are to you that's what i uh that's what i've been doing today is uh, i've been telling telling my my kids my wife telling them what they mean to me and also i've um tried to tell my older kids about the 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 impact which someone like Kobe Bryant has on um like on people as a whole but uh, in particular like just young kids in America yeah. grow, growing up and and getting into trouble or doing this and that you know they they can see that they, anything can be possible mm-hmm. uh, yeah so we'll leave it at that but uh, condolences and blessings to to you know their families their friends and everyone who's affected by it because you know it, it sucks and then, yeah man yeah we need more positivity and love in this world rather than hate and all the rest of it which we get a whole lot of unfortunately on the old social media so uh saturday was world's clyde how did you uh did you did you did you enjoy the show like i said that's right that's bright enough to move man to talk about some some good graps some worlds collide now i actually thought it was a good show you know it was it was it didn't feel like a like a takeover per se but it, it, it was a real good show i enjoyed it like from top to bottom i think it was i think it was a solid solid show and the main event really delivered really delivered i was very happy with the main event yeah i think the main event considering what happened to alexander wolf that they then had to do a lot of it kind of on the fly shows mm. how how talented these these guys are because it was awesome i thought it was a real good show uh yeah why well, it wasn't quite up to takeover level there was a couple of matches on there which i thought were takeover level um but there was a couple of matches which perhaps weren't um, I thought mm-hmm. they did a good job of uh, of kind of like building some stuff, some little storylines or characters. Um, so I do think that they, you know, it was it was worth watching. And if someone asked me, you know, is it is it worth going out of my way to seek out and and watch, then I would say yes. There was more good than bad. Um, the bad was pretty minimal. I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, pre-show, uh, Kaylee Bray versus Mia Yim. What you got? That? I actually didn't see the pre-show. I saw the I saw the start of the main card, but I did hear good things, good things from both Mia Yim and uh, Kaylee Bray. Apparently, it was a, it was a good match for what it was, and I heard that Kaylee Bray got some good shine, uh, and I think that's needed for the the NXT UK Women's Championship, or you know. I, I'm pretty sure you saw the news. I did not calling it the women's championship anymore. Just calling it the, the NXT yeah. championship and the NXT UK championship, which can be kind of confusing at times. But you know, I, I, I mean, I don't really have an issue with it. I just feel like, you know, like I'm. See, I'm, I'm kind of torn on it because I understand, like, you don't want to, you know, what I'm saying, hold anybody back, or yeah. you don't want to, you know, you don't want to do that. But at the same time, it's like. I think that's what makes it distinct. Yeah, that's that, the, that was giving it the kind of unique feel. 
is what yeah. differentiates it from the the men's title. Um, look, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it makes a great deal of difference in terms of it, the name. Yeah. But yeah. it is what it is, I guess. Um, I, I sort of caught the end of the Mia, uh, Mia Yim and Kaylee Ray match. I thought Kaylee Ray looked real good. Um, I really liked the way they went about it. They gave her some nice shine. Um, Mia looked okay as well. You know, it was more about getting Kaylee Ray uh, that shine and that 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 right. kind of looking good. But Mia hit a nice Canadian destroyer for a near fall just towards the end. Uh, Kaylee Ray rolled her up for a near fall, and then they kind of exchanged pin attempts until Kaylee Ray won with a pin while. Uh, falling into the ropes for leverage, it was it was okay for what it was, um, and I kind of enjoyed it a bit more than the Rhea Ripley match later on in the show. But mm. that's another story which we'll get to. Uh, the main I, show. I, Come. I, I really like the intro for the show, the Winston Churchill. I, I I don't know why I like that, but I I really like that intro. About the, like the war and stuff, cool. like I, I was like that. That's a nice intro right there. That was a good job. Yeah, man. It was. That, 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 that's one thing I always. That's one thing I always get WWE they props for. They always um, always deliver with the uh, the promo packages. Yeah, their video packages always on point. Always okay, on point. Mu- okay, muscle man. Muscle man. Do the muscle man dance. <laughs> Getting a bit. A bit. A bit warm. All these Toasting podcasts. Card, huh? I don't know it's freezing. So they got, the, <laughs> got the heating on full blast. Um, and then the main card started with Finn Balor versus Ilya Dragunov. Um, Who you're on the line with right now? That's right, live, live. <laughs> Inside joke, everybody. Yeah, I don't, they can't see it because it doesn't come out. <laughs> the name doesn't come out. But on the software which I use um, to record my shows, you've got to put a name in, and Andrew has put in Ilya Dragunov as his name. Because <laughs> he's that guy. He wants to be Ilya. Um, yeah, I've got but, to say. Uh, oh, oh, I was about to say, uh, j- just for, like, the the first match, like, dude, did you, did you, like, have that feeling during the first match? Like, this dude, Finn Balor, is, like, really having, like, a career resurgence right now. Yeah. And it is crazy to see, like, how different he's coming off opposed to where he was just last year. Like, it is ridiculous. Like, this time last year, I, I could not care less about Finn Balor, honestly. And, like, now just to see where he is, it is hella refreshing. Just to, like, people love Finn Balor again. They love him. Yeah. They love him, man. So, yeah, he's doing some real good stuff. And it, it was just, like, what went, went after the match. Like and we were close. We were talking about the match, but like after when I like when he was on the top rope. I mean, when he was on the rope, you know, doing his pose and stuff. I was like, dude, Finn Balor's like really having like a career resurgence right now. He looks he looks happy as well. He yeah. um, what I liked about this match, particularly as it went on, is no one expected Ilya Dragunov to win because Finn's got this big but you know big match with Johnny Gargano coming up. So everyone kind of was guessing that Finn's going to win, but they. The way they they built the match made you think not only that Ilya might kind of pinch a win somehow, but also um, Finn sold like a champ for uh, mm-hmm. Ilya Dragunov. He made him look real, real good. 
Um, and WWE as a whole is not always good at making people who lose matches look strong. But I thought uh, Ilya Dragunov was about as strong as he could be without winning. Does that make yeah, sense? They, they, yeah, they, they did the same thing. Remember they did the same thing with him and Cesaro and Carter? Yeah. Yeah, they did the exact same thing. Like he he, he lost, but he looked strong in his loss. And I, I don't like I, I don't know what it is, but I I guess Ilya had that thing where he can face people like top level stars and get beat, and it doesn't really do anything to him. Yeah, I think they've got to be slightly careful. But what would be I think quite quite a good little maybe storyline for him would be if they kind of do it so maybe at the next UK takeover he faces who could he face uh, say a Tyler Baked or a, mm. like a big name from that or like a uh, I know a Cassius Ono in a like a banger but then and you think maybe or even a bigger name than that someone on the level of like Cesaro who can really go or like a Finn and then basically you, someone who you wouldn't expect to see in yeah. the UK. And then when you when they have the same banger and you think, oh, he's gonna, you know, they're gonna make him look good, but he's gonna lose again. And then you give him the win. So he's like he's faced Cesaro, come close, face Finn, come close, and then you finally have him beat that big star on the big stage. And I feel like that could do a lot for him because he is very he's just got something about him. He's got this presence which like at the start, his like his um, like his reactions, they weren't that strong. The crowd was kind of into him, but not, you know, because they were really into Finn as well. Probably didn't help. But by the end, they loved Ilya Dragunov, and I feel yeah. like he has just got something special about him that just I, connects I, I, with the audience. I feel I feel like most of the crowd. I'm not going to say everybody, but I'm going to say like the majority, they probably don't even watch NXT UK consistently. So when he initially came out, they probably was like, oh, yeah, that's the NXT UK guy, but who is he? And and and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there were some people in the crowd who've seen Ilya outside of NXT UK, but not a majority enough to get like a big, big reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how Tyler Bate and Trent Seven got like those type of reactions. But um, but yeah, I, I, I think it, I think there's it's like for me, it's like something missing with Ilya. Like I don't know what it like when he gets in the ring, everything's fine. Like and I see why everybody likes him, but like it's just something that's like not clicking for me with with, with Ilya. Like outside of the ring, like I don't know what it is, but I think once he finds that, then he'll start connecting with that NXT UK based audience. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then maybe he can transition over to the NXT US, like how Jordan Devlin is, like I think Jordan mm. Devlin has gotten over to the point where he can now, well, he's a, he is now he's the champion, but I think now that he's gotten over to the point where he can make that move to NXT on USA Network. Do you think he'll take the the cruiserweight title and defend it a couple of times in the U, NXT UK? Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, I, I think this is going to be difficult because with the tapings. So, yeah. like, I, I think it's going to be better suit that he defended. Uh, I, I think he's going to have to defend it in, uh, on, the, on the USA Network. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, the Balor and Dragunov match was quite back and forth. 
um, some brutal slaps and kicks. And uh, like I said, Finn really sold quite a lot more than I thought he was going to for uh, Dragunov. Um, the finish, Ilya hit a brutal looking coast to coast drop drop kick. Finn was like draped over the, the bottom rope, like into the ring, and um, from the apron, and it just looked nasty because Finn was selling it so well. He was selling it like he was like out of it completely. He was like he had been like staggering around on the outside, and he kind of was draped over the ropes from the apron to the inside of the ring and Dragunov hits a nice coast to coast um, for a near fall and then Finn hit the dive, uh, shotgun drop kick which looks st- even little things like so you know like a year ago those drop kicks I was so sick of those drop kicks from Finn it felt like he was, <laughs> felt like he was just doing drop kicks all the time but then all of a sudden this drop kick to set up the coup de grace and then 1916 for the win the shotgun drop kit just looks real snappy and real quick. And uh, so, so can I ask you something? Does the, yeah, it, it, the, the bloody Sunday is the same thing as the 1916, isn't it? So why they call it no, the no, 1916? No, no, no. So the 1916 is like the reverse DDT. And then the bloody Sunday is like a brain buster DDT. Um, but that, it might, that, that might that's, be that's the, the other way that's, around. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That, that's the one he does. To, yeah, I think NXT have changed the name around. So. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. All right, I got you. Now, because I was just wondering, because I was like, I thought that was the Bloody Sunday. I thought that's what it was, but they probably don't want that, you know, be on national TV. Yeah, no, Sunday. no. Like they, but, yeah, if you Google I, I, Bloody I, I, Sunday, I think, all sorts of I stuff. Think the bloody Sundays, I think the Bloody Sunday is cooler. But It is. You want to know what? That's kind of like how AEW changed the Death Rider to the Paradigm shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, where they're on network TV, I suppose, and they're trying yeah. to, uh, you know, just make sure they don't get any complaints. Tighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I thought this was a good match, mate. Did you enjoy this one? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a real good opener. I think this was a good match to open the show. Finn looked strong heading to take over Portland, um, which is in, like, two and a half weeks. So, yeah. yeah so this is, it's, looking, it's looking sharp for Finn, man. I like, did, do you find this Finn Balor more interesting than the Demon? I do. I do. Yeah, I don't know why. The Demon, but I do. I think depending it, on it, who like, the Demon's going to face, he's relatively one-dimensional. Like for it, it was no different. Like it was just Finn Balor doing the same damn moves with face paint. Like it yeah, was like, just a bit more aggressive, isn't he? Yeah, that, that's all it was. And like I feel like this Finn Balor is like so different. But that's also a credit to NXT and how they presented him. And it, it, it's kind of sad in a way that he literally had to go back to NXT to get, like, refreshed, and now he feels like a superstar again. Yeah. But, like, but I mean, like, like going back to the match, it was a good match. I think Ilya looked good. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do with him now because I don't want him to turn into Dolph Ziggler. He's just a guy that... Yeah. They beat <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was a little bit surprised. I thought that for sure... They were starting with the tag match between DIY and Mustache Mountain because NXT loves starting their events with like a, a banger of a t- yeah the tag title tag match. match. Yeah. Um, so I was a little bit surprised by that, but you know I, I thought this was a good opener. Um, this you know uh, Balor and Dragonoff was one of the the good matches. I thought it was they, it was one of the higher points. Like. Um, <clears throat> There was one or two matches where I 
didn't enjoy. And then the rest were anything from real good to incredible. And uh, the, the Bala match for me was real good. Good opener. Next up was the NXT Cruiserweight Fatal 4-Way match. Uh, Angel Garza, the champion, versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, Jordan Devlin, and Travis Banks. Uh, talk what, what, me through this, my friend. Were you, weren't you surprised they did the switch this early? Because Angel Garza yeah. just won a championship what, like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. They did the switch early, man. Well, I was surprised they took it off uh, Leo Rush because I thought he was doing a great job as champ. And I figured... Mm. You know, NXT tends to have these kind of longer runs because they, they mean more. Um, so I was surprised when they took it off Leo Rush. So I was even more surprised when they gave it to Angel, uh, took it off Angel Garza and gave it to Jordan Devlin. I was happy for Jordan Devlin because um, I wanted him to win his match the other day. Um, what was the show? The NXT Blackpool, if you remember mm. when we recorded that show. I was a bit yeah. irritated that they didn't give him the win there um, because I felt like it wouldn't have hurt Tyler Bate at all. Um, and so maybe this was like a, a reward because he's been yeah. doing some incredible work for the last year. Yeah, man, Jordan Devlin, like I, like I, I, like I know me and you talked about this on the last podcast from the Takeover Blackpool 2 podcast, like, after seeing his work like in OTT and on the independent scene, like I, I can't see him like as a big car guy anymore. No, like he's he's a he's a top level talent. He he may not be big, and he may not look the part. I guess, and that's how you want to word it. But you know what I'm uh, saying? Jordan Devlin is. He might be short, he, but he's jacked, and he? he looks like a an athlete and a star. Yeah, I and people, I, I I I think one of the things. Like people constantly compare him to Finn Balor, and then it doesn't help that Finn Balor actually trained him. Yeah, you know, like uh, like it, it would it would be a different thing if like they had no connection whatsoever, but they do. Yeah. Finn Balor basically taught yeah. him what he knows for the most part. So like it's like, I mean, but I I think he's starting to shake those, and he's starting to come into his own as far in WWE because he's been coming into his own outside of the company. But I think them putting the cruiserweight title on him, I think that means. More NXT USA appearances, more 205 Live appearances. So he's going to be at SmackDown. I think there's going to be more experience for him. Like a lot of good stuff is coming his way uh, going forward. And I, and I also think it has something to do with Shawn Michaels sort of being like the head of NXT UK. You know, Shawn Michaels is working very closely yeah. in NXT UK. So I think that also has something to do with like, like Shawn probably walked through the Triple H like, you're not going to keep fucking my guys, brother. <laughs> you have to put the title on one of my guys, brother. Yeah, stop beating him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah but um, all jokes aside, yeah, I, I, I agree with you saying like Jordan Devlin is doing some some great stuff, man. Yeah, I um, I would really like to see more integration between the two brands. I gotta say, um, mm. there's some real talented guys on NXT UK, um, but they're not getting the eyes that they deserve. And I think a large part of that is because of oversaturation of wrestling. There's so much wrestling, people Dude, do not have the time so to watch it. Much, man. And like, for me, I really, really enjoy NXT UK, really enjoy it. But Raw, NWA, NXT, AEW, and SmackDown all come before NXT UK for me mm. in terms of what I'm going to watch. And then that's without including and then you got ROH, New Japan, New Japan and Impact. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, I've only got so many days in the week. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. 
I don't see uh, my wife and kids as it is because I'm always doing podcasts. All right. Watching wrestling. I just I just want to ask you uh, just real quick. So do, do, uh, after we finish the Royal Rumble uh, at World's Glide, you want to preview the New Japan uh, big new beginning card that they got coming up with uh, Moxley and Suzuki and Naito and Kenta? Like they got a big card coming up real soon. Yeah, man, we can do some predictions for that and for that. I um. Oh, sweet. We'll see. Uh, see what the time is because I know you've got plans and uh, it's getting oh, yeah. late. Late, 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 but we got loads to talk about, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking about some of this stuff as well. Um, yeah, oh, yeah what real, do you real, think real of this? Before we... Go on, go on. Oh, I was about to say, real quick, before we uh jump to the next match, we'll continue talking about this match. So, I, I just need your thoughts on this because I know you're about to be funny. So, what, what do you think about them doing the Saudi Arabia show a week before Elimination Chamber? <clears throat> Jesus, like it, like it's literally a week before Elimination Chamber. And, and look, I, I'm I'm not going to just jump down their throat immediately, but like, come on, man! Like a week before Elimination Chamber, like you basically throwing your stories to the wolves. Like, it's like you 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 planning a big show that has storyline ties to what you're going to be doing the following Sunday at one of your second or whatever third or fourth fifth big pay per view of the year. That's the final pay per view before WrestleMania. Why do the Saudi show? Now, like you're literally doing this a week before Elimination Chamber, like I don't get it. Well, here's the thing for me, okay? Right, what I don't like is they could, if they have to do these Saudi shows, whatever. I'm not going to get into that whole debate. They want to do them, fine. Just do it as a pay per view. Like, don't, like, don't slam them in between these these pay per views, or like put them like a week before, or or just. Just remove one of your pay-per-views and take it out and put the Saudi show in. That way, mm-hmm. you're not like forcing it and, throw, like you say, just completely ruining or abandoning your your storylines. And like this period now between Rumble and WrestleMania and Elimination Chamber, they're some of the most viewed storylines. They're a lot of the time they're the most uh, captivating storylines that they do all year. Why would you want to risk ruining that or disrupting that by mm. just slamming some random crappy show in the middle? <laughs> they don't. They like they do separate storylines for these Saudi shows. Like yeah. it wouldn't be so bad if they kind of linked it all together so it influenced, you know, the stories mm. going forward. But they don't. Mm. They just come up with their own, like in like it's like you've got like the Saudi verse or something where the Saudi the Saudi Arabia <laughs> shows have got their own bloody. But like you want to know what I'm I'm mostly concerned about is like how they're going to put together the elimination the elimination chamber card because of the Saudi Arabia. Because I'm pretty sure they're going to announce all the Saudi Arabia stuff, and then it, it's not like how it was with. Uh, the Saudi Arabia show around Survivor Series because you at least had like two weeks, three weeks yeah. in between. This one, bro, you got like six days like <laughs> to put together a full call for, for Elimination Chamber. And, and I know a lot of people, including you and myself, look forward to Elimination Chamber. I love it. That's, a, that's a fun show. Elimination like, Chamber and Money in the Bank are two of my favorite, uh, favorite pay-per-views. What they should do is they should have qualifier matches for Elimination Chamber at, at the, the Saudi. Saudi. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. 
so a that they matter so more people will watch it because they they actually matter but also you're not disrupting everything and ruining everything in terms of your long-term storytelling towards wrestlemania so have and then, qualifier matches for every spot you need to fill um and, and then we also got to matches in. for elimination chamber and announce any title matches before saudi show and build to them using the saudi show don't ruin them using the saudi show as we also got a fact in that the saudi show the day before smackdown jesus so yeah so yeah that's that's some man don't need we're gonna see don't need that drama again yeah we're gonna see though man we're gonna see there was um in this cruiserweight match um there was some there was some real cool spots uh, like group spots, they did um, instead of doing the normal Tower of Doom, they did like a um, I don't know how to describe it. It was like um, how can I describe it? It was basically they were all kind of stacked up, but in different ways to normal. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of them does like a slice bread, a slice of heaven off the top rope, and the key uh, followed. Oh, Jesus. Again, all confused with the two spots now. Um, I nearly dropped a massive, the, massive F-bomb then because I've completely lost my place. Well, one of the things I really did like about the match was the strikes. I feel like everybody had some real, real solid strikes in this match. Like yeah. everybody, everybody stood out for the most part. Like I, I kind of feel like Travis Banks kind of got lost in the mix a little bit at times. And I feel like Swerve, Angel Garza, and Jordan Devlin sort of stole the show. And, and Travis Banks was kind of just there, but I feel like he came he came alive a little bit and had his own like special like special moments and stuff like that. Yeah, Travis Banks came alive towards the end, and he um, he hit like a Jordan hit a double suplex, and then Travis hit him with this slice of heaven, and then he hit the Kiwi Crusher, and then um, there was a spot where uh, Jordan Devlin goes to put him in, like yank him up into his finishing maneuver and uh, he hits a uh, destroyer from like, he's laid on the floor and he, Jordan Devlin pulls him up and he like flicks over into the destroyer from being on the floor. It was real smooth, smooth looking destroyer. And the way um, Devlin sold it was just beautiful. He like ended up with like his face on the mat and his feet on the second rope. And then it was just, it was nice. It was nice. It's a good match. But yeah, I agree with you. I thought uh, uh, Travis Banks got a little bit lost, particularly in the first half of the match. But he did come alive. Swerve. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Scott, I really, really enjoy his work. I that man is a star. So good. He is a star. Really. Do, do you, here's he a question a then. Do you think um, where uh, Umberto Carrillo is struggling a bit? to get over, do you think they will move Angel Garza up and that's why they took the title and put him with uh, Umberto? Uh, no, I, I think Angel Garza stays in the next I think that's more of a fit for him opposed to just getting thrusted onto the main roster and like just being randomly paired against Andrade. Yeah, like, but he's got that star quality, haven't he, Angel Garza? Yeah, yeah, yeah he does, but I mean, that like he, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate to the main yeah, roster. Yeah, true. Like it, 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 it could always fizzle out, like with anything. So, like, 
I, I, I feel like it would take a minute for for uh for him to get the crowd behind him. Well, not not of not even a minute. I think it would take not not that long because he he's got that that quality that you talked about about him that that, that makes him likable or makes him hateable. I guess uh, the character hateable. But yeah, Angel Garza, he I think he's gonna do well in NXT. And I, honestly, what I think is gonna happen, I probably I think they probably gonna run it back and take over Portland. You know, run it back again, do it again. Well, the four way or just the two of them? Probably a multi man. Like you wanna know what I really want to see? Like just fantasy booking. I want to see a cruiserweight ladder match. You wanna yeah. know what I want? Bring give, give me this is what I want. I want a six man cruiserweight ladder match. I want Angel Garza. I want Swerve. I want Jordan Devlin. I want Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, and Leo Rush. That's what I want. Give it to me. And I guarantee you that match will be the match, one one of the top matches of the year. Give me that. Give me Cedric and Mustafa Ali back in the next team. That's what I want. They ain't doing nothing anyway. Yeah, they would be awesome in NXT as well. And I feel like both of them, if they were to go back into NXT and start having cruiserweight matches, I feel like they would both get real over. And oh, yeah. then you can move them into, you know, like North American title matches or, mm-hmm. or the world title picture. Like, people mm-hmm. forget, like, I said about three years ago that I thought that they should have booked soon as 205 live was it was clear it wasn't really working and uh the crowd were just not they either were, were they either weren't staying after the shows to watch it or they were just mm. quiet they should have moved the recordings to NX, to the nxt arena or to full sale uh, as they like to call it and then they should have moved it there because all those guys doing those matches that they do on 205 live would have got over like hell and they would have seen like bigger stars to a TV audience because the crowd was so into them at full sale. They should have mm. done that like a year ago at least. Um, and I feel like you put Mustafa Ali for an extended run in NXT or Cedric Alexander and they'll, <clears throat> they'll be incredible within weeks. They'll be over like Grover. <laughs> You you want so how many how many people are left on two or five like two or five live? But it's like Brian Kendrick, Arya Davari, Galler. That's it, right? Yeah, there's not many. Is the there? Bollywood boys. Yeah, like, that's that's I it. I think like the rest of them are kind of they go on NXT floating around. They? Yeah, but I mean but the rest of them floating. Mustafa around. Ali is so special. Um, it's just a waste to not use him. Um, and what frustrates me with it is he got himself over. Like apart when from he had like, the Daniel Bryan thing, yeah, yeah, when he had those pro doing those promos, people love him. He's really um, he brings out like, person, man. Yeah, man, he just he makes you and his interest cool as like hell. him. Yeah, <laughs> he's good for it, it, and the kids it, love him. Like people like him, um, and and to make it even better, he does really insane stuff in the ring, mm. and it just seems weird that they're not using him. But then I was looking at the Rumble last night and. All of a sudden, WWE have got a lot of big guys again. Whereas, you know, the focus has been a lot on a lot of smaller guys. They've all mm. of a sudden got quite a lot of big guys who can really go, um, which is a kind of interesting twist. And I wonder mm-hmm. whether Vince is looking at those guys and looking at Mustafa Ali and thinking, yeah, sorry, man. You, you, you want to know one of the bigger... Uh mistakes with Mustafa Ali and I think you agree with this I think that they really made a mistake when they didn't have him challenge Kofi for the WWE title 
I think that was like a ready-made feud. You remember when Mustafa Ali got taken out of the match, and then that's when that's what led to Kofi getting into the chamber, and then basically started Kofi Mania. And yeah. I feel like it was just a ready-made story for him to challenge Kofi for the title. You didn't even need anybody to be the bad guy. Like it was just Mustafa Ali. Like this wouldn't be happening if I didn't get injured, so I want my shot. And yeah, ready-made. Like, and they never did it. Never did. They haven't even revisited it yet. Like. I think only time they talked about it was when Kofi and Mustafa do their interviews, but like WWE never even touched it. So, yeah, unfortunately, that was a yeah. Right well, unfortunately, but they went with Dolph Ziggler, so they yeah. go with Dolph Ziggler, right? Jesus, Dolph, 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 Dolph. Unfortunately, WWE are making a lot of mistakes on uh, SmackDown with their storytelling, shall we say, or lack of. Yeah. Lots of holes. Uh, next up. DIY versus Mustache Mountain. This match, this match sucked. It was rubbish. Oh. Absolute dog shit. <laughs> you, hold on. Let me tell you something, man. Hearing that DIY theme song brought back memories, man. It, yeah. it, it was good to hear that theme song again. It was really yeah, good. Gargano and Champa, man. They, I, I kind of feel bad that they never got to close their story, but I kind of like the way that they brought it back full circle, you know, so it, it's good to see them, man, and um, Mustache Mountain, can't say enough good things about them, these are two really, really good tag teams so, you know, and I'm, I'm glad to see that they got to mix it up because that, that really that really is a dream match when you think about it, so, you know it, it, it was good to see that it happened, and it actually delivered, so, yeah and, and let, me, let me just add this in real quick, dude Trent Seven did not get the credit that he deserves like, he is really good like that's my guy. Trent Seven is the man. He's got himself in good shape as well. Um, he's lost like a little bit of weight and toned up a little bit. Like he's still big and he's got that unique look and unique size, but he looks in like healthy, good shape. Um, this is just about as good a match you could have with no build um, and no story before the match. To have a match of this quality. Yeah, I, I just think it's incredible. And it says so much about these two teams, just how good they are. Yeah. And uh, one, one thing I did want to mention, uh, so I think I believe it was before the match, they had the, the, the promos with uh, Grizzle Young Veterans and uh, Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle. Yeah. Dude, the, the promos that Grizzle Young Veterans, I, I, I love, I've said this before, you know I love Grizzle Young Veterans. That's like one of my favorite teams. Like the best part about their promos is when Zach Gibson is talking and James Drake is like mimicking like the exact same thing because he doesn't talk, but he, he always like Zach, Zach Gibson would be like, Grizzle Young Veterans, and then you have James Drake on the side literally saying the exact same thing. Like, it is hilarious. And then, you know, Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle are great. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward to the Dusty Classic. And uh, like I think they said, the winners are challenging uh, Undisputed Era for the tag yeah. titles that take over Portland. So hopefully, Sal, we get. Grizzle Young Veterans taking the gold back to NXT UK. That'll be something. Yeah, or, I'd like to, I'd get, like oh, to see um, the Grizzled Young Vets stay in NXT. Oh, 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 we get my prediction, sir. Mr. Peter Dunn turns on Matt Riddle and nah, aligns himself with the Grizzle Young Vets. Nah, that's, it's not happening. No, I don't <laughs> think. I think they won't be able to resist the uh, like the 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 the, bro, the bros awaits. I just don't think that WWE can resist because they've got over so quick. Um, 
and like they're really leaning into their to their kind of the we they yeah man <laughs> like much more than I thought they would. Um, so yeah, I and it's working because it's not like you know like sometimes like Rob Van Dam when he used to do that sort of stuff in the day it would seem like a bit cheesy like for some reason like not all the time just sometimes it felt like it was a bit cheesy whereas i don't this, think we was like as, as wildly yeah, accepted as it is yeah now. yeah whereas this is like i don't know matt riddle's just got this unique thing where right. his character and his the way he is you'd think that he's not going to get over with the crowd, but whatever he does, people just love it and love him. Um, and I thought these promos were amazing. I, I grizzled young vets must win though. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it, man. Like honestly, uh, this, this tag team match, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed this match. I enjoyed the, the exchanges, the interactions, the strikes. Uh, I enjoyed Champa, like Ch- Champa, sort of not going complete good guy. Yeah, like he was like still talking trash, like a heel, making fun of Tyler Bates' height, et cetera, and stuff like that. And I think that's really good for the character, the champ. Because Champ is not a good guy. I don't know yeah. why people think Champ is a good guy. Champ is just does what he wants. Like he he just so happens to be on the good guy side right now, but he's not a good guy. He's always you know been a bad guy. And yeah, that's what I really like. Absolutely, man. And do you know what else I liked is um, after they won, um, Johnny's leaning on the ropes, facing the hard camera. And uh, Champa just kind of just wanders behind him. And I was thinking, no, not again. Don't yeah. do it again. But yeah. like he knew what he was doing. Just walking behind him, kind of circled around and then came in for like a, you know, just a chat or a, a hug or whatever. But did, I, he, just, not... he knew what he was doing just by one, like just walking behind him just to catch the eye kind of thing. Did, did you clever. remember when, uh, when Johnny won the title? at TakeOver New York, and Champa came out of people thought he was about to hit him with the crutch. Yeah. Like, that That was hilarious. I was, I was, I was like, that, 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 that was really good. But, yeah, I completely agree with what you saying, man. Like, these – it was it was a real good match, but I'm, I'm glad they finally got to, you know, got to do it. Because, like, I, I feel like sometimes, man, WWE, they kind of missed the boat, like, with the opportunity to do these type of matches. And I'm glad they finally did it. So you can just wipe away the whole, oh, I wonder what would happen if these two teams went at it. And they already did. So now you got it. Yeah, and yeah, I agree with you. It was kind. Of, it is kind of like that, um, like a, you know, like a dream match. Um, it's uh, it was real good, real good. Uh, and I would advise anyone to to watch that match and go out of their way to watch it. It was excellent. Um, just before we get to the women's match, uh, Dakota Kai is in the crowd and she's attacked by Tegan Knox. Um, it was That's how you tell a story, brother. Yeah, they're telling a real good story. Although I, that was one of my gripes. One of my few gripes from the from the Rumble show was they had to have Tegan Knox eliminate Dakota Kai if they were both going to be in the Rumble. They should have, you know, she had to, or one of them had to uh, eliminate the other. Even if you had Dakota eliminate Tegan and kind of get that heel heat even more turned up. Um, mm. But to have them both in the rumble and not uh, have them have an in interaction, yeah, that's, that kind yeah. of was, was dumb. But there was a couple of decisions like that which I thought kind of hurt bits of it. But overall, it was good. 
Um, next up was the NXT Women's Championship match. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. I didn't like this. Um, you, you and I, I kind of agree, man. I, I feel like this match didn't really hit like what it was going to be. But yeah. Like I, I don't know what it was, man. Like, I feel like this was. It, the, I, don't, I don't like it, it. It wasn't bad. Like it was just yeah. like it was just okay. like it was, it was. It was a match. Like that's that's what it was. Like and uh, I I, I feel like Rhea works a lot better with uh very very uh, other smaller women. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like she can like toss around and do like the the, the Maria go around DDT like Io Shirai. Sasha Banks, like I think that's the type of uh, people that you know, that Rhea Ripley works the best with. She can toss them around and you know do stuff like that, and I think it's real easy to for her to navigate uh, as as a larger competitor as far as far as compared to the other ladies in the division. Yeah, I agree. I think um, there's just something these two just don't quite mix. And like technically, it wasn't you know it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't. Like it when I quit. heard about this match, I was just thought, yeah, this could be real good, um, and yeah, they just didn't didn't quite click. Uh, Rhea Ripley won with the the Riptide following a headbutt from Tony Storm, and then she missed a diving splash, but then Rhea hits the the Riptide for the pin and the win. Rhea Ripley, damn sure getting these reactions though, that's for sure. Yeah, she over. Um, yeah. I saw someone suggest that the winner of the Royal Rumble. Should challenge Rhea Ripley. Challenge Rhea Ripley, yeah, yeah, man. It's a good shout. I could do yeah. that, especially with Shane. Shayna, because they I'm, made Shayna look story. Uh, made Shayna look real strong in the Rumble. So you could go with what we said, which was uh, Shayna and Becky. I don't really no want title. to see. I don't want to see. Well, no, you could do Charlotte versus Rhea. Um, Shayna versus. I, I Becky. would be so into that, bro. Like, it, I, I think if if just imagine. If Charlotte was like, the hell with this, I'm going to NXT and I'm going to get the NXT women's title back, bro. That would be, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Give me that. How me awesome it. would it be if on WrestleMania we had uh, Becky versus Shayna, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, and, and, Sasha ba- versus and Bailey. Bailey versus Sasha? Ooh. All three matches. That would be amazing because they would be trying to outdo each other, they would be trying to steal the show. That would be incredible. Size shirt says the Booker Man. Just in case y'all can see it. Always come up with the the best ideas. Hashtag Booker. (laughs) Booker! Um, We get a backstage video of Johnny Gargano being interviewed. Finn Balor attacks him. Um, There was nothing really to it. However, however, uh, Finn Balor and Tyler Bate. uh, Oh, you know that's happening on NXT. You know that's happening. Yeah, and I, Finn Balor says something like, uh, "This is not your fight or something." He he said the beef is not with you. The beef is the issue was not with you. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know that's happening. That'll be good oh, yeah. as well. For sure, that's the main event right there. Yeah, god damn. Um, speaking of main events, undisputed era versus Imperium. This was so good. This was so good. I really enjoyed this. But, it was uh, well, very good. You, you I was just going to say it was real good. And when you consider that very early on in the match, um, 
Alexander the, the Wolf, UAE. Yeah, they setting up like a double team move. I think it was Roddy and uh, Bobby Fish. Uh, Bobby Fish kicks uh, Alexander Wolf square oh, yeah, in man. the chin. Oh, goodness, bro! And he, he was knocked gone. his lights out. Like that thing connected. You, you know, you, that they never match you with the Liam Morgan thing. It did, yeah. But, uh, it was very similar, wasn't it? Yeah, it was literally the exact same thing. Like he just caught the tip of the chin and right on the button. That, that, that boy went out immediately. Oh yeah, but did you like, see? But, you know when he went for the pin, he um, he like Bobby Fish moves his arm so it's mm-hmm. not under the rope, and then realizes, you know, his arm was out. there because he yeah. was out, and he protects his head with his arm, um, mm-hmm. and tells the ref, and then. I don't know if it's him or if it's... I assume it's him because he puts his arm under his head. Um, but I don't know if it was him or one of the guys on the apron says to the ref, you know, is he okay? Um, mm. But like Bobby realized uh, the ref. The ref did a tremendous job, I thought. Um, yeah, Drake, Drake was real, the man. That, 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 really, that's, really that's, did a good job. Yeah, that, that's, that's the head ref in NXT. He's the man. But you you, you want to know what in a crazy way, so I, I, I really think this match kind of worked better with the three-on-four dynamic. Because I feel like when you have a lot of people in the match, it, it kind of get like a little, you know what I'm saying, a little clustery. But I, I feel like this this really helped the match because it was able to tell, in a weird way, it was able to make uh, Imperium look like, not underdogs, but like make them look like they got something to fight for because there's only three of them now. And I think that really helped the match and really got the crowd behind their team. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because even though they're bigger, um, you know, Walter's much bigger. <laughs> and Bartell's like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, they're all massive compared to the Indisputed Era. They still were able to book it as like a like a kind of underdog because they had the numbers and they mm. put Walter through the table. And, you know, it was just great stuff all around. I thought I was happy that they gave... Bartel and um, I like a mm-hmm. real, real. They made them look like stars, um, and I feel like sometimes they get, they do get forgotten behind Walter because Walter is so talented yeah. uh, and he's, he's so more big popular. And, yeah, he's you know, like. Did, did, did you did you realize during the match, like when instead of the crowd chanting like undisputed era Imperium, they were chanting undisputed era Walter. They was like, yeah. Un- like and I I, I kind of felt bad. I was like, damn, like Walter's not the only person <laughs> on the team, but that, that just that just shows you that he's like the most so over and you know. Yeah, yeah, man. They've yeah, got to they've got to do more with him. Whether it's they put him on SmackDown, they put him on Raw, they put him on NXT US. Should have been in the damn Rumble. They, yeah, I would love to have seen some of those face offs. Um, I do think this went a long way to repair. The damage that the, this is how they should have booked him at Survivor Series. Can you imagine if they booked him as this monster in Survivor Series? How over he would have been. Mm. And, and you, know, you know, he said, you know, he said during the interview that he, he he was like, I was very disappointed with that, and I didn't care. He outright said that straight up in the interview that he was not happy with how that good. ended. Good, 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 good. Because and ain't nobody gonna say nothing to Walter because he looked like he had slapped the hell out of somebody in real life. So he yeah. does. <laughs> the other thing is as well is I think it, you can find that certain guys can say stuff now because you know if they sack if they fire them they can go and make big money with AEW. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing is, if 
if it's a big enough name, like a Walter, they can go in straight into AEW and they can have a big run because they've come from WWE as well. Um, so I think WWE is not as quick on the the kind of trigger when, yeah, yeah. when people are like speaking out. And the fact is, you know, what he said is not untrue, you know. He, it's really mad. He was disappointed, <laughs> and the way they booked him was rubbish. Yeah, but you, you, you just from this match side, can can we please talk about Kyle O'Reilly selling? Please, man, like that dude, like the 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 way that he sold Walter's chop was like, you know, most people do like the flop, like they fly all over the place. Like when he got chopped by Walter, he looked like he got stopped. Like <laughs> literally, like as he was moving, he got stopped and he fell straight over. Like he, like he got somebody punched him in the back of his head and he just fell, fell straight down. Like that, that's the type of stuff I like. Like it, it's always yeah. cool when they flip, flop, and fly. When they, when they get hit by Walter and they fly back and do a, a, a moon salt. Like, but I, I, I really like the way Kyle O'Reilly sold the challenge, man. And I, I know that hurt. I know that hurt. Oh, I know yeah. it hurt. You know those chops uh, hurt in. Um, I got to say, I think um, Kyle O'Reilly selling generally is like all time great. Um, mm. He's so good. Uh, yeah. let, 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 let me ask you this real quick. So, he's one of my as, far as, Kyle, as far as Kyle O'Reilly goes, do you, I, I know a lot of people say that they think he should get a singles run, but do you think he would really be as effective as a singles wrestler opposed to being with the Undisputed Era? Like, I, 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 I think people will want to see him just because. The, the work that he's doing, they want to see him rewarded, but I don't think it would turn out the way people think it would turn out Yeah, if he were to go on his own. Look, um, with Kyle O'Reilly, I'll be honest, I've never really enjoyed his single stuff. Hmm. But um, his tag team stuff, particularly uh, with Undisputed Era, as I've been real into. I think hmm. his work's been outstanding. I would keep him... I, I wouldn't split um undisputed era at all i would just wouldn't split them right. um keep like new day yeah don't split i just i i do think eventually they probably will split them but i think they'll split them because they'll put adam cole as the kind of single star lord um, protect the internet if they do yeah but then but <laughs> you could put him as the single star and take him to raw or smackdown or whatever you want to do but you don't have to split them up, do you? You could just take him and they could just part ways and say, you know, well, I'm going to go and do my thing, you do your thing kind of thing. But it mm. just wouldn't be the same, would it? it? It just wouldn't be the same having, like, three of them on NXT and Adam Cole on, like, Raw or SmackDown. It just wouldn't yeah, feel right. Yeah, I definitely think those one of those groups you got to keep them together for the, the rest of the eight time in WWE because like they, they, they just they, they click with each other and now it's gonna feel it'll feel weird if they're not with each other. Like it, it just will feel weird. Like you like the, the the thing with WWE is like sometimes they, they, they don't realize like bro you can have people go on singles runs and still be a part of the group. They don't have to break up to go chase a singles title. Like Kofi Kingston did it and it worked. You can I'm pretty sure you can do it with undisputed era if they ever get called up to the main roster I mean at the main roster of the Raw SmackDown, which I do think will happen eventually. Like they can't stay in NXT forever. Like they, I'd uh, like, like to see them have a run on SmackDown. Or I will too. Hell yeah. Or even that. actually, I think the now they probably a better fit for Raw the 
way the raw is kind of like raw, focus, raw focusing really on new. on like young talent and, and yeah. new and making new stars. Mm-hmm. Like you think like you could do a, a nice little feud with uh, the OC to start off. That could be cool. Seth Rollins group. Yeah, man. Oh, that'd be so good, wouldn't it? If um, if like uh, Rollins' his group are like dominating and they're saying, you know, we've beaten everywhere and blah 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 blah, and then and just shock the system hits the the Monday after Mania. Yeah, man. Some the good stuff. Pop. Oh, yeah, just, the pop. just uh, just to get your prediction. Uh, and of course we're gonna find out what's gonna happen. But they announced that uh. Uh, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy are defending the tag titles tonight against Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. So, who do you think is going to win that match? Yeah, I think they'll retain. Yeah, they will take. Um, oh, yeah. Someone, t- uh, who was that? Someone said to me the other day they think that Samoa Joe is going to turn and join the uh, Seth Rollins' group, oh, and God, he's going to no. be he's going to be like Seth's kind of right hand man yeah like his lieutenant sort of thing um i don't want that i, I, I think like joe what he's doing now yeah i, I, I do I, I, like, I, I like joe yeah. now, man i like it um on wednesday they're going to announce who's facing adam cole for the nxt takeover portland who would you do if you were booking it i think they i think they're gonna go some crazy, some crazy stuff. Like I'm, I'm gonna just go out and say it. Like I think it's gonna be wild. I don't think it's gonna be something like a one-on-one match. I think they probably gonna be like a hell in a cell or something like that. Like I, I really think they about to go all out for this because I, I, I just can't see them coming out and be like, oh yeah, Trample's gonna face Adam Cole or Balor's gonna for in a match. But I, I can't see them just being like, oh yeah, we're gonna have a regular one-on-one singles match. I feel like they gonna announce something crazy and it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be exciting as hell. And Adam Cole's probably going to lose. Like, the, 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 what, I, what I think is going to happen is, I think Undisputed Era is about to crumble. And it already started with Roddy when he lost the title, Keith Lee. Now I think, definitely think Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are about to lose the tag titles that take over. And I think Adam yep. Cole is probably going to lose it at WrestleMania weekend. And then that's how they get called up. They just completely yeah. fumble. They like, it is nothing else for us to do here. We just lost all our titles. Roll We're going to Raw SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mania versus Seth Rollins' group. And that's Bye. how we get uh yeah, that's how we get that. But the, the thing, dude, like when they leave, but it's gonna be such a big hole in NXT, man, because you can feel so much TV time with Undisputed Era. Like yeah. it, that, 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 that that's that's gonna it, it it's gonna hurt NXT, man. Like I, I really think it's gonna hurt NXT, but I think it'll be really good to send them to Raw SmackDown and just see how they do. You know what I'm saying? I prefer, preferably, please, Raw, please. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine Paul Paul Heyman will do a good job with Adam Cole. Uh, he he will have a blast with them. Yeah. Adam Adam Cole is so talented on the mic, um, and I think that goes a long way, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Is that so a NXT Portland? Is that that's the, that's a standalone NXT, isn't it? It's not. Before, oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's a standalone um, show. See, if it was by if it was by the elimination chamber, I would say maybe they do like an NXT elimination chamber. It could be quite interesting. They probably um, still could do that. So they got the Saudi show the week before. They didn't want these matches to fill the card. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, I think they should go with Walter versus Adam Cole at NXT Portland. Um, you going? You going to big guns? 
I thought they Double was title? Tail for tail. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. I would, That's a good idea. I'd even think about putting it on Walter, even though I prefer the thought of Adam Cole losing it WrestleMania weekend. That, However, that, 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 that's that country bias right there. You you, you root for the, the, the UK. Well, Walter's not even from the UK. He's from Austria. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't Austrian, man. I ain't Austrian. Okay. However, I do quite like the idea of Adam Cole losing to Walter at NXT Portland for this reason. If, um, if Adam Cole loses a WrestleMania weekend after the Undisputed Era have already lost the tag titles and the US title, um, or the North American title, everyone's going to kind of guess and know that they're going to go up to Raw. Whereas if they lose the titles at Portland, they can build a storyline going into WrestleMania about them trying to get it back and blah, 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 blah. And people mm-hmm. won't be as sure because they can build it in a way where it seems like they're going to keep going for it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if they lose it, at, they lose it all at WrestleMania weekend. Everyone's going to be, no, oh, they're coming. They're coming. And then they're going to... No, no, no. Like I said, like I said earlier, I, I think it'd be good if they lose the titles gradually, like take over Portland as yeah. the first. I mean, that's the second crumble, and then WrestleMania weekend, that's the last and final straw where Adam Cole loses it, and they just yeah, yeah Adam Cole's gonna be the last, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he got gotta be the last one. The last, be the last one out to fall. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, that's that's gonna be it right there. Find this bit of there, and then you know maybe maybe you give him like one little last run in NXT, and then send him up at the SummerSlam. You know, just because I mean, I I feel like just abruptly losing them is going to hurt a lot. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Um, they, their women's division though is so strong. They could oh, legit, they they, could legit oh, bring in like three or four of the women they've got waiting and just put on some banger women's matches. And, and, and like 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 you said earlier, like how you proposed the idea, you lose undisputed Eric, you gain Charlotte Flair. Like, yeah, yeah, you that, could do it that, as a trade, couldn't you? Between yeah. Like that's a, that's a good trade. That's a decent trade right there. Because anybody who says Solid Flair is not an attention grabber, you're a lie. She is very much an attention grabber. Very. Can you imagine that NXT division, women's division that it is now, plus Charlotte Flair? Charlotte Flair. I'm telling Ooh. you, that's, that's, that's a solid show, right? That's a solid division right there, man. A solid division. Gonna have, gonna have some bangers. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. Shall we get to the? Uh, Let's get to the Royal Royal Rumble, oh, sir. Oh, real, real quick, real quick. So you, you can edit this, right? Like, yeah, edit yeah. This out, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah, man. Cool. Fifty-five, fifty-five, fifty-five. I just pause it. He seems to listen to the like our shows. And the, he listens to because he always comments on like the wrestling shows and the yeah. MMA shows. But um, okay. I'm not 100 percent sure. He's a supporter, so shout out to shout yeah, out to man. you, JDAD. Shout out to you, brother. That's it, my man. The chemistry is real. So uh, moving on to the the rumble of royal royalness royalty. <laughs> um. Pre-show. Forty thousand people, sir, in the Mid Park in Houston, Texas. People. 
40,000 people. Was that um, that show, is that like an open-air stadium? The open, you mean like, like the top open? Yeah. I, I think you can open and close it. Oh, but it's closed. Those cool ones, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's what the World Series was. Well, half of the World Series. I see. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, that's a big ass stadium. Like, you, you want to know what I'm into? I'm interested with it because you know usually they announce the next location. Um, mm, they right didn't, after, did so, they? Yeah, they they didn't. Like, you usually like you know I, I like when I'm searching for news like after big pay per views they always announce the the next city that's gonna host you know what I'm saying host that event. So mm. I'm interested. Like, let, let me get your pick before we uh before we before we get into the the, the show. Where, where do you think WrestleMania is gonna be at next year? You banking on you banking on Vegas? I think that's yeah, what a lot of people banking Vegas, on. Vegas, Miami. Dude, let, let me tell you something. If they put WrestleMania in Vegas, I'm assuming AEW's double or nothing pay per view is gonna be the follow up month. It's gonna be so much content to get out there, like interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause then you have WrestleMania week in Vegas, and then uh, but four weeks later you have double or nothing in Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, Live there, yeah, yeah. For the, Smooth for, that the for a month. month, yeah. You might, you might as well. It's too much, it's too much content to miss out on, man. Hell yeah, they, they do WrestleMania in Vegas. I'm, your boy's gonna be out there. Definitely. Gonna get your ass out there. That's what he's gonna try to do some interviews out there. Oh, yeah, for man. sure. Uh, so the pre-show first match: Shorty G versus Sheamus. I've got nothing I to thought, say about this match. I think it went a little bit too long. But I, I I can understand like from the other side like I'm pretty sure Sheamus they want to go out there and just have some like rinky dink quick match like his first yeah. match back I'm pretty sure he wanted to get out there and actually wrestle a little bit and they let him do that so I mean he won anyway so I mean I was like yeah whatever I really want to pay attention to it but yeah you know. it's one of those in the background kind of playing on my phone just you know doing some bits and pieces doing a bit of editing and wasn't really paying attention um. And unfortunately, really, because these both both these guys deserve so much better. Both these mm-hmm. guys do. Um, they're both real talented. Um, it just sucks. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty good for you know Sheamus as well. I didn't think we'd ever see him wrestle again. Um, that ain't feel, that gonna be the first time we're gonna be saying that, brother. Doing this interview. It feels like, yeah, it feels yeah. like though that they are already wasted. Like Seamus is coming back. Like no one thought he was gonna be able to, to wrestle again. And then now he's on the pre show fighting Shorty G <laughs> in a nothing match already. Like it's a bit it's frustrating because I feel like they could do stuff with him and I've never been a massive Seamus guy anyway. Like I've he I've never been a huge fan. I like yeah, respect for him. Yeah. Um and I just think he could, they could do so much better with some of these guys. Um, for, for real, for real, bro, though, like, the only thing left for Sheamus to do is to win any kind of title. Like, honestly. Like, yeah. he's literally done everything. Like, that's the only thing he hasn't done. Won the Give World Rumble, won money in the bank, world title, tag title, U.S. title. He just ain't won any kind of title. King of the ring. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give me Nakamura versus Sheamus. That would be interesting. Yeah. That would cool. be, like, something different and... I could like get into that. It'd be nice, hard, some nice, hard strikes, the strong style. 
Um, also on the pre-show was oh, uh, the United States Championship. Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo with some beautiful music, which Andrew loves. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, this match kind of felt like every other match or every other time they cross paths, I guess. Like, it was like, it, it was good, but it was like, eh, you know, kind of just waiting for the main show to start. Kind of one of those things. Yeah, like, just a, kind of like a raw match. Um, yeah. yeah. Just like a TV match. And again, Andrade should be like where like Drew McIntyre and people are. That's where Andrade should be. Like that high up on the card. I don't mean he should be winning the Rumble. I mean he should be like upper card main event slots, number one contender slots, this mm. type of thing. Um, I really hope he's he's in the Money in the Bank match this year. I really, really think that he could do some great stuff with that. Mm-hmm. Who would you pick from the? Who would your Money in the Bank be contenders be this year? If you assume that you have to have two from Raw, two from SmackDown, and two from NXT. Um, for the men's Money in the Bank, I'm gonna say. Who, who who would really be able to use the money in the bank? I, you 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 can't go wrong with Andrade. Honestly, I I, I would kind of loan that to him. Um, but for on the on the women's side, I would probably because I'm, I'm assuming that Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss is going to happen at WrestleMania. So the only person I can see really coming in and just completely just ruining that is Alexa Bliss and her getting it again. I can see that. I can really see that happening, honestly. Uh, for NXT, I don't really know. I, I really can't see them putting their money in the bank on an NXT talent. Like, I, I can't see it. I think Not they'll yet. do. I think each match will have six contenders, uh, contenders, and I think it'll be two from each brand for yeah, their yeah, money bro. in the bank. Yeah, I, I, I can see them. You just don't think match, they'll win I, it. I, I, yeah, I can't see them winning. I can't see. That. I I feel like Money in the Bank does like a raw SmackDown thing, like Maybe. NXT. They, they, yeah, yeah. Maybe I do uh, my Money in the Bank match this year for the men would be Alistair Black, Andrade, uh, and then I'd have uh, who would I have? Adam Cole, assuming he's lost the title. Um, Adam Cole and one more punishment Martinez, who I can never remember his name, and then Damian Smack- Priest. Yeah, Damian Priest, and then from SmackDown, I'd have uh, Mustafa Ali and Biggie. They would be my six for the men's Money in the Bank this year. I like it, but so was a uh, so uh, so. Uh... Yeah, I, I thought the Andrade and um, Humberto match, it was like a good yeah. good regular match, but, you know, it was nothing special. I, I kind of was just waiting for the the, the main the show to begin, which kicked off, sir, with Roman Reigns and King Corbin in a Falls County Anywhere match. And I did not think it was bad at all. I actually liked it, honestly. Yeah, I was surprised they managed to, uh, to get me to care uh, about this match because before it, I really didn't. Um, 
because you've seen it 80 times. Yeah. Um, and like, <laughs> my thing is, like, I res- respect Baron Corbin, and I think he he's capable of doing some real good stuff, but they book him real bad. Um, much the same as Roman Reigns, ironically. Um, like I've said many times on these shows, um, I really like Roman Reigns. I kind of like is he like he think he's got a good look. I think he's really talented. I think he's really improved in the ring and on the mic and all you know, all that stuff. I think he seems like a real cool guy. I just find it very difficult to like emotionally invest in his feuds. This didn't help because it was just beaten into the ground. These two. Um, yeah, but this match was very good. I thought it was real good. Um, they went all over the place. Corbin uh, got dumped in the the water party, yeah. water party and stuff. And it was quite, you know, it's cute. And I think um, did they finish on top of the dugout, which um, yeah, you know, that's like, yeah. that's like a cool visual to open the show, isn't it? Um, that was real good. I liked yeah, that... it. Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, uh... It was a good match, man. I I, I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, I enjoyed it way more, um, you know, than, than what I was expecting it to yeah. be. So, yeah, so that, they, they, they did a real good job, man. So, you know, kudos to Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns. Hopefully, sir, we can not get a repeat of this on Friday because I'm not trying to see this. Um, I, I think this should be the end of this. Like, I think both of them need to transition. It is time for them to stop feuding for now. And hopefully they don't get the idea to run it back at the Saudi show because I think that's what's going to happen. We're going to get Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin in a Saudi street fight. Oh, God, no. I don't want to see this shit again anymore. Please don't give it to me again. But, I, yeah, I agree. I think they're going to give it again uh, at the Saudi show. Wow. Uh, next, uh, we had a little promo with Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. Um, but it's just like building to the rumble, really. Uh, same with Sonya and Mandy. Like, you just had these kind of little promos. Uh, then we had the Women's Royal Rumble match. Um, we won't go through, like, you know, each elimination and each thing. We'll just kind of talk about what stood out um, and, you know, people coming in and whatnot. Uh, you had Alexa Bliss and Bianca Bella started. Uh, I thought they Man, made let me take away just real good. quick. Dude, she looked like a star. Like they made her in one night, not even one night, a few hours. She was made. She was made, and she and she looked the part. Like she looked like she belonged with the with everybody else on the on the main roster. I keep saying main. I'm so used to saying main roster. She 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 really looked like she belonged and she stood out. And I I feel like it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Vince probably got a glimpse of that boy. It ain't gonna be long before yeah. you know. You Unfortunately, it, it a might feud not be between her and Sasha Banks, I think, could be money. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Her with Charlotte, her with Becky, it's just her money, 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 money. Uh, she yeah. is, yeah, right. She's a superstar. Um, Mighty Molly was a nice, you know, a nice surprise. That I was really, funny. I really like Nikki Cross as well. Like her and Alexa Bliss, I really really enjoy their kind of like best friends gimmick um you know it is what it is like who's uh, that in the cross sorry, sorry man i said who was that the nikki cross 
uh, Nikki Cross Lana was after that. Um, she okay. kind of came in with the microphone. Um, yeah. And then yeah. she got eliminated by Liv Morgan, which I think was good. I think that was a good call since they facing each other on Raw. Wouldn't, wouldn't you have liked to have seen Liv have like a... Because since Liv's come back, she hasn't really like like won matches or like done anything like to make her look imposing or like, you know, like um, like dominating in the ring or something like that. So like I felt like when she got rid of Lana, they could have given her like a a five or ten minute just to, you know, eliminate a couple of people. Mm. I mean, I, I, at, 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 at first I was thinking that, but I was like, I mean, what, what would be the point of that? Like, I, I mean, I was thinking that at first, like, why y'all eliminated so quick? But since she's come back, her purpose has not been anything but to ruin Lana. Like, that's literally her whole purpose. And she did that. She took away her opportunity. And I think that's the whole point with Lynn Morgan now. And I think until they fully transition her into the into the division as a full-time Amory perform, I think it's like, her main focus is just ruin, ruining everything that Lana does. And I think yeah. it worked well. Like, it's, when you look at the, the story of it, Lil Morgan doesn't give a damn about the, the Royal Rumble. She came out there with the intent of making sure that Lana does not win the Royal Rumble. And she, yeah, and she yeah. was still competing, yeah. but, but Lana the one that took her out. So it's like, she kind of took away Lil Morgan's chance. And it was like, once Lil Morgan got rid of Lana, it was like, okay, maybe now I can focus on actually winning the match. And Lana was like, no, ma'am, it ain't <laughs> happening. So yeah, and yeah, I I think it's good for what it is. So I mean, we gonna get our chance to see Liv Morgan uh tonight wrestle Lana one on one. So hopefully it's not like a big gimmick thing, and they actually get to wrestle because I don't think Lana's that bad. I really don't think she's. No, that I bad think at she's all. improved a lot. She um, her yeah. kicks are quite nice. I like them. She's 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 improved vastly. So I'm I'm excited to see what they what they do. So who who's after Miss Miss uh Miss Liv? Uh, oh, I've just sorry, man. My page is just frozen up. Um, so you had uh, Bliss goes to eliminate uh, Mandy Rose. So Mandy Rose came in uh, after Cross. Sorry, I've skipped. I've skipped forward there. I do apologize, sir. Um, so after Lana uh, was Liv, and then you had Mercedes Martinez. So Lana was five. Mercedes Martinez was six. Uh, Liv Morgan was seven. Sorry, I got them wrong, bro. Um, yeah, it was there was a good little spot where uh, I think it was Alexa tried to eliminate Mandy, Mandy. and uh, Dozovic caught. Um, that was great. It was a nice. That was spot. great. Well, I didn't expect it either. I just got a load of subscribers on. Sorry, I just had like three notifications about nice. new subscribers to YouTube. Thank you, people. I appreciate you much. Spread the word. Ace Podcast Nation is going to take over the world. We're taking over, baby. Yeah. I'm getting tired now, so I'm like hyperactive. Yeah, uh, What's the name of uh, Otis? They, 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 yeah, they, need to do like a, they need to do like a dinner scene or something with Otis and Mandy. Like, they are great. Together, Otis is the man, and I, and I really like the way that they. Yeah, I, I ultimately think this is gonna be the reason why Mandy and Sonya ended up breaking up because yeah. Sonya didn't get saved, Mandy got saved, but they all got eliminated eventually. So it's like, but I'm not a big fan of them trying to make Sonya the bad guy. Like I don't think Sonya's the bad guy. I don't. Th- I don't think she fits that. I feel like she's a baby. I, I feel like Sonya's a baby face, for real. Like I really do. 
definitely. Out of the two of them, she's by far the 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 kind of baby face out of the two of them. Um, yeah, I so just, yeah, I don't know oh, why they they don't need to. Right, my point is, if they're not going to push either one into a title picture, they don't need to split up. If you're going to push Sonya, for instance, into a title picture after Mania, then I right, break them up, feud a Mania, and then push Sonya into the title picture after Mania. If mm. they're not going to break up, uh, sorry, if then if neither one of them is going to go for a title. Keep them together, or keep them together, but as single stars, and they can kind of do their own thing. Not everything has to be a feud to finish. Um, and I'm not entirely sure that I'm ready for them to, or they need to feud with each other at the moment. Like, so, um, like Mandy's doing this thing with Otis, whatever. I'm not really sure where it's going to lead, but it's entertaining, so you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, what would you do with Sonia and Mandy? Obviously, we've talked about um, Sonia Deville's potential as a singles competitor a lot, but like, what would you do with them now? The two of them. I feel like I feel like both of them are headed to that WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal on the pre-show. That's definitely what I think is about to happen with both of them, honestly. And they're gonna probably do some stuff with Otis. That's that. That's honestly what I can see for now, but. What I wouldn't mind seeing is them winning the tag titles at Elimination Chamber. Definitely wouldn't mind seeing that. Make that happen. Yeah. And bring and cool. bring back the goddamn iconics, please. Jesus Christ, who are they at? Bring back the iconics. Yeah, I'd like to see some women's tag matches. The iconics. Who, 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 who has Zion, the titles? Uh, Kyrie Sane and Oscar. Kyrie Sane and Oscar. Oh yeah. Okay. And Kyrie Sane was injured, wasn't she as well? Which I think didn't yeah. help. I, and part of me thinks they should have. They should take the titles off Oscar and Kyrie say now, so they can have a proper feud. Have them lose it at Elimination Chamber. That's the perfect spot. Yeah. Do 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 the women's chamber. Well, the tag yeah. like a tag team chamber. Yeah, like how they did last year. That was good. Actually, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, and then I, I think it'd be time to get the titles to Mandy and Sonya, and that's a way to extend to keep them together instead yeah. of just forcing. Forcing the breakup. So who? So who? Um. So after Sonya, who? I mean, I, yeah, after Sonya, Mandy got eliminated. Who came in? Next? So you had uh, Sonya was number ten. Uh, everybody's in the ring. They continue brawling. Cross avoids elimination. Deville, uh, Mandy Rose start. So Candice LeRae came in at some okay. point. I must have missed where she came in. I'm just, sorry, mate. It's where I'm skipping through it and I'm missing bits. But I'm That's trying. Fine. Uh, so Leray, Rose, and Deville are working together against um, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville eliminate Martinez from the match. Uh, Kyrie Sane uh, is next. Uh, she kind of whoops some ass uh, on everybody. Um, tornado DDT on Belair. Uh, number 12 is Mia Yim. And uh, Kyrie Sane hits the insane elbow on Candice LeRae. There's a bunch of competitors in this match. Um, who's next? Dana Brooke. Thought she had a, a nice little, nice little, like, not a massive, you know, huge run of eliminations and stuff. But I thought she had, like, a little, nice little shine 
for a brief moment. Um, not like some, which I'm going to get to in a, just a second. So Dana Brooke was number 13. Uh, number 14 was Tamina. She comes in, super kicks everyone. Uh, Belair then back body drops the charging Tamina out the ring for another elimination. Number 15, Dakota Kai. Now this was where I started to get a bit irritated, not by the quality of the match or anything like that, but just by some of the decisions made by the office or like the creative or the booker, whichever way you want to say it. Like I mentioned earlier, I felt like Dakota Kai and uh, Tegan Knox, they had to take each other out. Otherwise, don't have them in there. If you're going to have both of them in there, they have to clash. Mm. They just think it's pointless otherwise. Um, And then you have, uh, after Dakota Kai, Chelsea Green comes down with the new gimmick with her manager. Good to see her. Great, Great to see her. So talented. So happy to see her. And she gets flipping dumped out almost straight away. And it's like, come on, man. What, you can't give these, like, some of these people just, like, a five or ten minute, you know, two eliminations. Make them look a little bit strong or, like, a little bit, like, I don't know, man. It just frustrates me. Because Chelsea Green's got such a massive upside. Mm. Like, she could be a superstar as well. Um, And I just feel as if they're not quite clicking with her from a writing point of view. It's almost like they don't know what they want to do with her. I feel like they don't even know what brand they wanted to be on. Mm. Yeah, they seem to be like... Uh, she's she can fit in either one. She could go anywhere, though, shouldn't she? She's, she is, um, you know... She, she stands out, bro. She has size. She stands out. Yeah, I think SmackDown would be a good uh, good fit. I think, feel like oh, SmackDown... No, 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 no. No, no, no! Keep him away, keep him away from, keep him away from SmackDown. Keep, keep him more, keep him more raw. Cause I, I just feel like Raw is damn so much better TV than SmackDown lately. I feel yeah. like SmackDown just kind of like floating a little bit. But do you feel like SmackDown needs some women? I, mean, I just got... feel like it's constantly Lacey, Sasha, Bailey, and then they bring out Dana Brooke I mean, my, for a tag my, match. My, 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 my only worry about that is, is like, I don't, I don't think the, the, the that main. No, nobody is really getting focused on outside of Sasha, Bailey, and Lacey. I feel like that's the main thing, and everybody else kind of like just fits in where they fit in around that. Yeah, I feel like Chelsea just gonna get lumped into that, but I feel like if she goes to Raw, she'll be able to mix it up a little bit more. And I feel like Raw needs more to more of the, the female competitors because I feel like they only have like seven, six people in that division, so they need definitely need more names, more baddies, and I feel like. Chelsea Green would be a great addition to that. Also, you know, I was just lumping Deanna Perrazzo just for the sake of it, just to add more mm-hmm. names to the um, division. Right, uh, Chelsea Green and Deanna would be a good tag team. I don't know why they they stopped doing that. Yeah. So who, who was at the um, Chelsea? Uh, so after Chelsea, you had Naomi. Great to see her back. Yeah, great man. to see her back. Great to see her back. I'm glad to see Naomi back. I don't know how she did that little spat in the Rumble where she didn't fall off the barricade. Like, you got to have insane balance to be able to pull that off. So, Naomi back at it again. I'm pretty sure she's going to be on SmackDown now because her husband's on SmackDown. So, it's going to be good to see her back. Yeah, I can't I imagine. challenges for the title. I cannot imagine that they keep husband and wife on separate brands. That would be 
like some straight up bullshit. Mm. Uh, you got Charlotte, uh, Beth Phoenix comes in, gets busted. Man, open. Beth, Phoenix, Beth Phoenix is a trooper. Yeah, she was busted up real good. Uh, Tony Storm comes in. Um, she got a nice popsky. Um, yeah, a pop popsky. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, they kind of all go battling then, and then Belair goes over the top rump, top rope. Uh, Flair trips her up to knock her to the area of the floor for elimination number twenty-one. Uh, Twenty. It, it, it's a it's a real good sign that the crowd was disappointed that Bianca Belair got eliminated. Yeah. That was a real good sign. Well, they made her in this match. I felt like they they yeah. made people care about her because they made her look like the real deal. And mm-hmm. and I think how they how these people are portrayed by the creative and the bookers. That's how the crowds use them. Want to react? Yeah. So you, they've yeah. got to like, you know, they've got to do that. To, they've got to write stories and write TV to portray these people as stars, if they want them to be stars. Um, and they should want all of them to be stars from the lowest point on the card to the highest point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even, you should even want your basic crappy com- comedy character who does nothing but get embarrassed. They should, you should still want them to be a star. You should just want them to be a star in a different way. Uh, yeah, so Caddy Caddy comes out. Uh, nice pop. Good pop ski again. <laughs> Uh, Kelly also uh, had scissors take down on Tony Storm. 22 is Sarah Logan. She immediately goes after Charlotte Flair because they've been feuding on TV. Uh, Natalia comes out and she, for the 25th year in a row, forms the Divas <laughs> and then turn on each other. Like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> Same shit all every year. Like they they form their alliance and then one of them turns on the other a few minutes later and it's like, come on, can we do something different? But I like it though. Yeah, I like both both women. It's just it's like it's a little <laughs> little predictable. Um, twenty four Zia Lee. Um, it was good to see her. Yeah, she's been in the last couple, haven't she? Uh, last couple of rumbles. Zelina Vega. Now, this is a strange one for me. I really like Zelina Vega. But are you telling me there's not, like, an active wrestler who could have had this slot? Um, I don't know who I would have clapped my head, but she's a manager, you know? I um, would put... I mean, she's still a wrestler. She just yeah. doesn't wrestle. Like for 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 I would have if anybody was gonna be in this match I probably would have I would I gotta feel like most of the people who I really would have said were in the match like you had Shasi Blackheart Mia Yim but you could have threw Kaylee Ray in there yeah that would have been good would have been a nice touch um Zelina Vega comes in yeah so uh who else we got. Twenty-six Shotzi Blackheart. That was good. She got another one, another NXT girl who got a, a nice pop ski. Um, mm. and I think it's interesting that the the NXT uh, women they all 
got like a good to decent pop when they came out, which goes to show I think that the the fact they're on USA now is making a difference to people's recognition of them. Mm. Because like obviously I know like Shayna and Rhea and people like that were on Survivor Series, whereas Shotzi wasn't. The only way people would know her is from the Indies or from USA the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, she didn't get a ginormous pop by any, you know, I'm not saying she had like the, the level of pop when Brock got uh, eliminated, but she had a decent, you know, it wasn't crickets. Uh, 27 is Kim, Kim Carmella. 28 is Tegan Knox, but Dakota Kai's already been eliminated, so it's like, oh. 29, Santina Morella. Could have completely done without this. Yeah. Completely done without this. I'd rather have seen, see that. Rather have seen uh, who could we put in? I don't know. Anyone. Anyone. Literally anyone. Stephanie McMahon. I would rather have seen Stephanie than this. It's just stupid. Dumb. Yeah, dumb. 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 Um. He goes for the Cobra, um, Santino um, eliminates herself from the match because she doesn't want to mix it up with the Divas of Doom. Um, the last four are Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, and the Divas of Doom. What did you think when you saw this this final four? Did you think Charlotte was winning? Or... Yeah, I definitely thought Charlotte was winning. Definitely. I mean, I, I didn't really have a problem. Like when I saw the final four, I was like, "You might as well go ahead and do something." Because I, I, I feel like people kind of pre preconceived judged like what, what was going to happen. I, I don't feel, I don't think what, what everybody thinks is going to happen is going to happen. Like everybody probably thinks well, she's probably going to challenge Becky Lynch. I don't think she's coming out to Becky Lynch. I think she's going to go back to NXT, challenge Rhea Ripley for the title, and that's going to be some mainstream publicity for NXT because Charlotte Flair is a superstar, as we all know. I've gotten over it. I mean, I can see why you know people don't like her. I mean, I, yeah. I, I was uh, kind of one of those, like her character, I should say. I was one of those people that did not agree. But I mean, can't deny that the lady is a star, sir. So why not put some more hype behind her and have her go to NXT and challenge real quickly? I have no issue with that at all. That is what is going to happen. She is a, a very talented young lady. Um, I kind of figured that she was going to win. However, the way they put Shayna over as she came in, I did wonder whether they were going to go down the route that we had said in you know in the, the last show where we were previewing it a bit. Because um, I did think you know Shayna versus Becky with Shayna winning the Rumble would have been a sweet deal. Um, so yeah, Charlotte ends up winning the Rumble. Um, what did you think of the finish where she got Shayna out? Did you think that was well done, or do you think they could have done it slightly different? Or I, 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 I think it was good. I mean, um, just a way to get, you know. I, I mean, I really didn't have a problem with it because like, I feel like I figured Charlotte was going to win the match, but I was like, you know, you might as well go ahead and do it however you do it and set up a way for, you know, to possibly set up something else with Shayna down the line, and that could be Charlotte's roadblock. WrestleMania is getting past Shayna and stuff like that. So 
Yeah, I really didn't have a problem with it, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I had an issue with it. I didn't like once Charlie when I was like, oh, you know, maybe they. I'm pretty sure they don't want to run back the Becky, um, thing or whatever like that. Like that's repetitive. So yeah, like, it's weird. Now I, I feel like everyone assumes that she's gonna challenge Becky, but mm. I don't. I don't see them going back to that so soon. Um, like I might be wrong. I just don't see it. I like I could see her going against Bailey. I could see her going against Rhea Ripley. I could see her going against Sasha if Sasha somehow like screwed over Bailey at Elimination Chamber or something. Um, but I can cannot really see her going back to the Becky feuds this early. Um, Okay, next up is the women's SmackDown Championship, which is Bailey versus Lacey Evans. You were you feeling this match, my friend? Uh, it kind of felt like the world's collide match with Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. It kind of was just it, it happened. There. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't you know it wasn't all that. It was it was a good match for what it was, and you know they tried to tell their story and they went out there. I, I just think it was bad positioning because the crowd was kind of into the women's. Uh, well, I was really into the women's role all the match, so it was hard for them to come out and go go up against that and follow that. So, I mean, um, you know, they they tried. I, I was kind of surprised. I was really surprised that Bailey returned. I mean, Bailey retained. Well, I um, I figured, yeah, I figured she was going to retain, but I was wondering whether you know she might uh, drop the title. But I'm glad she kept it. Because I feel like her as the champion is the right thing for now. Um, whether that's going to be Charlotte or Sasha or someone. Obviously, Sasha wasn't in the Rumble, which got people talking. But I know like um, a few people who I trust have said that she's um, she's injured. So I guess we'll have to wait and see the severity of said injury. Um, here we go. The next match is the only match that matters, really, isn't it? It's uh, the big one, the universal title strap match. The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Did Daniel they cut Bryan, off the real lights? Yeah, that was the first thing, which was good. Um, did Daniel Bryan get an excellent match out of the Fiend? Uh, I would I wouldn't use the word excellent, but I would say it was a really good match. I think I think that was probably one of the better matches that I've seen the Fiend have. Um, I never really got the the whole thing of him having these long drawn out matches. No, but I I, I I feel like Daniel Bryan really got the best of him, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do in that match. And he told a real good story. He made the crowd believe, which is always good. Uh, I think that is. Something that's, something that's real hard to do with the Fiend character is make people believe that the Fiend's going to lose. But Daniel Bryan had a couple of moments on that match where you really thought he was about to pull it off. So, you know, shout out to Daniel Bryan for being the man. And, you know, it's the second time he's done it. Because before the, the Fiend, uh, before Bray Wyatt feud, had that Miz feud in the middle, you go back a couple of pay-per-views, the Fiend versus Bray Wyatt. Daniel Bryan took him to a good match there as well. And he made you believe that, you know, he might, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. No, he didn't. The Fiend just choked him out. And, uh, but yeah, I don't get the whole obsession they've got with trying to get the Fiend to have these big 
long, drawn-out matches. I actually thought this one was very good, um, and I really enjoyed it. But as a rule, generally, like the the Finn Balor match he had when he in his first match, I thought that was the perfect length and uh, like perfect balance of aggression and like uh, like squash, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. he, he beat him down brutally, looked impressive, was really aggressive, but didn't completely destroy Finn to the point where he could never come back kind of thing. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was like the right balance and it was the right length. Whereas since then, they've tried to do these long cage matches with Seth and, and the Miz and all these different things. Like, the thing which is getting the Fiend over is his character. And I feel like shorter, more aggressive matches are what the Fiend will do better with, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what they what happens next. So that's going to be cool. I'm, see what they do with the Fiend now. See what they do with Daniel Bryan now. I'm very interested to see what they do with Daniel Bryan now because it's going to be interesting, buddy, coming off of two, 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 well, not two losses. Well, yeah, two losses against the Fiend. Right? He lost to the Fiend twice, right? Yeah. TLC, and then he lost to him at the at the Royal Rumble. So I'm very interested to see what they do with Daniel Bryan. Who he's going to be able to at WrestleMania? Maybe they'll do the three way with Roman, the Fiend, and and then Bryan for the Universal Title, and then that's how they get the title off of the Fiend. I have to be pinned. So yeah, I, it's I, be interesting, I, man. I think they'll probably go with that triple threat. Um, it gives them an out. To, to, to get the title off him if they want. Like I've said to you many times, I really want Bray Wyatt to pick up the win at WrestleMania. I think he deserves it. Um, just to get a win at WrestleMania. Um, but I think that Roman Reigns is getting that WrestleMania shot where the, you know, where the cameras go off air and the fireworks are going off. And you know that I hope so. Um Next up was Becky versus Oscar. And I have to say, um, with this match, I thought because of the place it was in after the Fiend match, where he went into the Fiend, people like Fiend, uh, and Daniel Bryan, this was a difficult spot for these two to be in. Um, and they did a very good job of... Uh, it was, I thought it was a real good match. Yeah, I, uh, I, I thought Becky and... Um... Oscar told the story that they needed to tell, right? I personally also think uh, that Oscar should have won this match. I think it was more, um, it would have been more upside to yeah. having her win. I, I, I really, I really think it was, it would have been a good, a, a good move to put the title on Oscar, and it was, it was gonna be a, a real, real, um, like a detailed story, like a redemption story that could have been told with Becky's match. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's gonna be a. Um, I think it's going to be real interesting to see what they do with Oscar after this. Um, Becky, I I really don't know what they're going to do for her. I mean, I, I feel like, of course, they got plans, but I, I don't know what they're going to do for her. So I'm, that actually interests me to the fact that I don't know what they're doing or where they're going with her. So uh, it's going to be interesting because I, I don't think the Charlotte thing is happening at all. So it's going to be interesting, man. I, I, I kind of like it when I don't, when, I, when it's not predictable and I, I, I really don't have a clue as to what is about to happen. Yeah, man, we, that's what you want, isn't it? It's unpredictability and, and a bit of guessing. Um, I think from a WWE point of view, they think that, 
you know, they they think that Becky losing the title after all this time uh, is a WrestleMania moment rather than losing it the month before or two months before WrestleMania. Like, I think they think that. Um, but I kind of agree with you. I thought that Oscar winning it here and then Becky trying to, desperately trying to get it back is uh, is a good good story to tell. Got the big one, mate. The big one. The Men's Royal Rumble. There is this, some big dudes in this match. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. Really enjoyed this match. This is a this is one of the better rumbles that I can remember. And I think it you had a lot of good stories within the rumble. Uh mostly everybody that was in the ring with uh the next person, they kinda had a few with them like early on. Most of the guys um had beef with Brock early on. Uh yeah. Kofi got the, I'm, I'm I'm so glad they didn't have Kofi going in and get eliminated immediately. That had to piss me off. Yeah, Kofi had a real I think Kofi had a good showing. Um I like how Biggie, Ray Mysterio and Kofi teamed up and beat the hell out of Brock. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre was made knowing this match. Um, finally. Of course. Uh, yeah, finally. After this week, man, saying he was the chosen one in 2010. It took 10 years, but yeah, he, he's the chosen one now. It took 10 years. So, you know, that that, that, that was real good. Uh, this, I really enjoyed this match. Like, one of my favorite interactions uh, throughout the match was um, when Keith Lee had the interaction with Brock. Like, that crowd went in. Same when Keith Lee came. I was I was so happy for Keith Lee, man. Like I was like that. that I, I was so happy for him. Brock does such a good job with his mannerisms, man. Um, I'm telling you. To put over Keith Lee, he was like mouthing to 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 Paul Heyman, like who the fuck is this guy? And I just just little things like that make such a difference. Um, and I gotta say, like man. So cool, just seeing them face off and and all that sort of stuff. I um I thought actually I did think that they would kind of give Keith Lee a bit longer, um. But I thought he had a great, you know, a great run in the Rumble. Like he went pretty deep, and he had that 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 moment, you know. Like he, he if he wasn't going to win, it's about what moments he can get, and. Uh, that moment with Brock is just one of those moments that you'll remember coming out of the show. Definitely. One of the better parts when, uh, when Keith Lee was coming down to the ring, Brock was like, it was a big boy. And that's your, yeah. that, was, that was hilarious. And, he, and then when, when he got in the ring, Brock looked at Heyman. and he was like, who was this motherfucker? Yeah. Like, hey. that, that, that was funny. That was hilarious. And, and, and I saw some people, but he was like, well, why would Brock say that? Make, I was like, bro, that made Keith Lee look like a monster. Brock was like, "Who the hell is this dude?" Yeah, didn't like, want to, didn't want to fight him. He was like, "Damn!" Yeah, he's like, "He's like, who is he?" He's like, "It's a big boy right here." Who is this? And, and Keith, Keith Lee is bigger than Brock. Yeah, he is. Yeah, um, I was a little bit underwhelmed with the Shinsuke Brock uh, face off. Man, dude, that is a story that WWE is just folding on. But I, I I I really don't think that's something that they should revisit because I I know they really don't like each other. I, I don't know if Brock really remembers Shinsuke, but I know Shinsuke does not like Brock at all. Is that right? Like, at all? You, you you never heard that story? No. For real? You, you really never heard no, that no, story? No, I never heard that story. Okay, so let me uh let me put it up right quick because I wrote an article on it uh, last year. 
And I'm just pull up real quick, but yeah, Shinsuke is not a fan of Brock Lesnar at all. Uh, they actually had some type of beef back in the day, and it they they. they I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just Shinsuke is is not a Brock guy at all. He does not like Brock. Not a fan of Brock in the slightest. So uh, let me find let me find this. Uh oh yeah, so uh get uh. Shinsuke Nakamura and Brock Lesnar, they faced each other um, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom before it was called Wrestle Kingdom back in 2006. Uh, Brock Lesnar uh, beat Shinsuke to retain the IWGP heavyweight title. Um, After losing to Brock, uh, Shinsuke was about to go on excursion, uh, but that didn't happen. Uh, Yeah, but that didn't happen between uh, because of legal issues between uh, hold on, wait, wait. So, yeah, I, I, after Shinsuke lost to Brock Lesnar, Shinsuke was set to go on an excursion in the United States, but then that happened to legal issues between WWE and Brock Lesnar and New Japan claimed those were just visa issues, and that led to Brock being stripped of the title. Uh, oh, yeah, and Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, his book, uh, King of Strong Style, uh, basically what he said was, and I quote, he said, uh, he said, he said that he cried. After the match, he said part of that was luck, uh, but that match was seriously rough. First, Lesnar was saying all this stuff about how he respected New Japan, but it felt like to me he was just for the show, that he didn't respect the promotion. Like somewhere he was looking down on Japanese people. I lost the match, and that was the first time I cried at pro wrestling after the match. It was the main event at Tokyo Dome. That was a pretty hollow stage, and I knew I hadn't fought the way I imagined I would. And there was like this temperature between me and Lesnar. I didn't get the sense he had in me doing his job. Uh, I felt like this was too much. He was seriously scoffing at us. Uh, Lesnar won the championship and took the belt home. I told uh, Simon, who was the booker at the time, the company didn't get his shit in order. The belt was definitely going to get nicked. And, uh, I didn't honestly believe that when we fought, um, but it ended up just like I feared. He has the physical stuff plus a straightforward strength and a certain amount of flexibility. So there was a bit of a monster to him, but I didn't like his personality. He might have made a uh, he might have made a real mark in UFC, but he didn't even seem to notice the audience booing him. Um, I was like, "Oh, this guy's a heel mm-hmm. to the core," and that is from Shinsuke Nakamura's book. So he wow. really does not like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I, oh, I know right. that's a lot. Like, huh? so that's interesting to me because they still put them in together, um, which is kind of interesting. Because they didn't have to, they could have, you know, they could have gone with a different, a different person, different thing, just to kind of, you know, keep them apart, basically. Yeah, no, that, that that's a real interesting story, man. Like, yeah, I, man. So maybe, maybe we get uh, just get Nakamura and Brock shooting for real, shooting it. And then uh, we had MVP return. Um, he chased Les, uh, chased Heyman around the ring before Lesnar gets him in, and he kind of fights back, and he gets an F five, and you know he did what he needed to do. Um, what did you think when you heard MVP's music? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was surprised to see him. It was good to see him. I kind of got spoiled over the weekend though. Uh, yeah. When I saw the graphic on Twitter, I kind of got spoiled. But you know, it's good to see MVP. And always good to see MVP. He's uh one one of those guys that you know probably could have been world champion in, in WWE back in his day. Uh, it re- it really doesn't get mentioned enough that MVP was the first uh IWGP Intercontinental Champion. That does not get talked about enough. 
he's I think he's the only black WGP Intercontinental Champion that too. So you know, it's it's good to see MVP. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad yeah, to see him. Um, so we get to a point where uh, AJ Styles has come in, and him and Carl uh, Anderson are kind of beating down some people in the in the ring, and uh, and then then the number hits number twenty one. You think you know me? Yep. And the that, place that crowd. comes unglued. Nice. I didn't think there was going to be a bigger pop. Oh my lord. I did. There was a massive pop when Lesnar was eliminated by Drew McIntyre, like a huge pop. I didn't think we were going to get a bigger pop than that. Yeah, that crowd went crazy. But when Edge came out, it was special. It was one of those special pops. We talked about last time um, about like the Hardy Boys and the, the AJ Styles debut, those types of pops, which are like filled with emotion, like Daniel Bryan coming back. This was right up there with that type of that type of pop, where people are genuinely like cut up with emotion as they're cheering, um, and you could see in Edge's face how emotional it was for him as well. So, guys, we lost uh, Andrew uh, during the recording of the show, and uh, since then I've been trying to edit this showdown and it's like the core cursed podcast i could just haven't been able to get the video sorted so i'm just going to run through the last part of the rumble to finish off the show uh, and me and andrew will be back uh, next week to talk nxt portland so let's have a go so yeah we just when we when we lost andrew we were talking about edge he um the pop he got was simply incredible incredible stuff um, it's just one of those emotional pops, which was right up there with the Hardys and, and some of those other returns, which have just get you right in the feels, get you right in the feels. Unfortunately, as he's come in, he's hit an edge, uh, hit a spear on AJ Styles, and AJ's landed awkwardly uh, as he's come down because he's tried to do an inside-out sell for the spear, and he's landed on his shoulder, and he's suffered a, a separated shoulder. Um and then following by that, you had uh, King Corbin enters, Matt Riddle enters. I'll tell you what they did with Matt Riddle is they fucked him up. They fucked him over for the main roster audience again. They are wasting this dude. He should be going against either Goldberg or Lesnar at Mania. And they keep, keep fucking him over. And I, for one, am sick of it. Um, you have Luke Gallows comes in, who obviously they were going to do some spots with AJ. But they, because AJ was injured, he had Edge throw him out. And, and Edge has got to stay in for longer, which means we don't quite know if AJ was going to be in the final four, maybe, or if it was going to be Edge. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Matt Riddle comes in. Luke Gallows comes in. You get Randy Orton and you get the old uh, rated RKO reunion during the Rumble, which was pretty awesome to see. And I really liked how they had um, Rand, uh, Edge take out Randy Orton before he did it to him. I thought that was clever. Kevin Owens comes in and you kind of get the Seth Rollins is number 30. He comes out with Buddy Murphy and AOP. They kind of all do their brawl to the back thing. Uh, and then eventually it's down to the final four, which is Edge, McIntyre, um, Edge, McIntyre, or Orton, 
and Reigns. And like I said, Edge turned on Orton. Uh, McIntyre gets rid of everyone and wins. Great stuff. I really, really enjoyed this Rumble. It's one of the best ones there's been for a very, very long time. Very long time. Uh, I'm not going to keep you guys too long because it's been a long show anyway where we covered Worlds Collide. And also, I don't like talking to myself. I prefer to talk to bounce off Andrew because he's my guy. Uh, Andrew will be back with me to talk uh, NXT Portland and probably some New Japan as well. And, um, you know, just the, just the grabs and the wrestling and all that good, good stuff. Check out Andrew's YouTube channel, Andrew Thompson Interviews. Check out Ace Podcast Nation YouTube for all the videos of all our shows and uh, audio at all the usual podcasting sites. Please give the video a like, subscribe, and uh, help us grow. Guys, see you next time. Sorry for the technical dis- issues. Won't happen again. I've changed the uh, the software. So uh, no problems, no more. Cheers, guys. See you next time. Bye. So, guys, we lost uh, Andrew uh, during the recording of the show. And uh, since then, I've been trying to edit this show down. And it's like the core cursed podcast. I could just haven't been able to get the video sorted. So, I'm just going to run through the last part of the rumble to finish off the show. Uh, and me and Andrew will be back uh, next week to talk NXT Portland. So, let's have a go. So, yeah, we were just when we when we lost Andrew, we were talking about Edge. He... Um, the pop he got was simply incredible, incredible stuff. Um, it's just one of those emotional pops, which was right up there with the Hardys and, and some of those other returns, which have just get you right in the feels, get you right in the feels. Unfortunately, as he's come in, he's hit an edge, uh, hit a spear on AJ Styles, and AJ's landed awkwardly uh, as he's come down because he's tried to do an inside-out sell for the spear, and he's landed on his shoulder, and he's... Suffered a, a separated shoulder. Um, and then following by that, you had uh, King Corbin enters. Matt Riddle enters. I'll tell you what they did with Matt Riddle is they fucked him up. They fucked him over for the main roster audience again. They are wasting this dude. He should be going against either Goldberg or Lesnar at Mania. And they keep, keep fucking him over. And I, for one, am sick of it. Um... You have Luke Gallows comes in, who obviously they were going to do some spots with AJ, but they because AJ was injured, he had Edge throw him out, and, and Edge has got to stay in for longer, which means we don't quite know if AJ was going to be in the final four, maybe, or if it was going to be Edge, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Matt Riddle comes in, Luke Gallows comes in, you get Randy Orton, and you get the old... Uh, rated RKO reunion during the Rumble, which was pretty awesome to see. And I really liked how they had um, Rand, uh, Edge take out Randy Orton before he did it to him. I thought that was clever. Kevin Owens comes in and you kind of get the... Seth Rollins is number 30. He comes out with Buddy Murphy and AOP. They kind of all do their brawl to the back thing. Uh, and then eventually it's down to the final four which is edge mcintyre um edge mcintyre orton and reigns and like i said edge turned on orton uh mcintyre 
gets rid of everyone and wins great stuff i really really enjoyed this rumble it's one of the best ones there's been for a very very long time very long time uh, i'm not going to keep you guys too long because it's been a long show anyway where we covered worlds collide and also i don't like talking to myself i prefer to talk to bounce off andrew because he's my guy uh, andrew will be back with me to talk uh nxt portland and probably some new japan as well and um, you know just the just the grabs and the wrestling and all that good good stuff check out andrew's youtube channel andrew thompson interviews check out ace podcast nation youtube for all the videos of all our shows and uh, audio at all the usual podcasting sites please give the video a like subscribe and uh, help us grow guys see you next time sorry for the technical dish issues won't happen again i've changed the uh, the software so uh, no problems no more cheers guys see you next time bye Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.